0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Let oh, me tell
1: okay. you, this team is on the same page. That's where I'll leave it. That is Mike Norvell. This team is on the same page. FSU at 4 here at Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. ESPN 690, your new home for the Florida State Seminoles in football and in basketball. You can listen in uh all fall long and winter long as well. And it's been interesting times in Tallahassee. Mike Norvell's had to deal with a lot, although he's kind of sticking his feet in the sand on this one. He acknowledged a mistake earlier on months ago with Marvin Wilson. That got settled. Now the latest in terms of COVID-19 and how it's been handled. A couple of receivers for the Florida State Seminoles coming out against Mike Norvell and and the Florida State uh, University, really, and uh, saying things the last couple of days. Norvell saying, hey, we're doing things the right way. What's really interesting, some folks I've talked to, and a little bit of our read on this yesterday if you joined the show, was – Unless you're giving us specifics as a player, then what are you talking about? Uh, Because it's hard to buy in and criticize and kind of take the side of the players if we don't really know exactly what's going on and what they're complaining about and what Florida State is doing wrong. But there was some momentum for that, uh, and now Norvell is saying, hey, we're doing things the right way, and he's adamant about it. And reaffirmed that again today. And they're moving on, and it almost sounds like it's going to be a doghouse situation for a couple of those receivers at Florida State. But keep in mind, one of the guys that retweeted was to Murray and Terry, and he's one of the best in the country and a star for the Florida State Seminoles. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, back here in Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. I don't want to dismiss this situation, but I still haven't seen any evidence of wrongdoing on Norvell Florida State's side Mm -hmm. to be overly critical of them, if I'm being honest. Yeah, once again, you know, if you have a grievance and you
2: want to put it out there on Twitter for everybody to see, you got to be specific. You have to have something to go off of. We have nothing to go off of right now. But with that being said... Once again, we don't know who's right or who's wrong right now because we don't have all the details. All we have to go off of is a couple tweets and a couple players' comments and obviously what Mike Norvell said today. That's all we have to go off of right now. Now, who who's telling the truth? Well, the truth probably lies someplace in the middle. But regardless of that, communication is a problem right now. It really is because you have players speaking out and you have Mike Norvell speaking out. But, like, for whatever reason right now, people aren't on the same page. Now, don't get me wrong. it's It it feels different. COVID-19, I mean, there's a lot of colleges out there right now that are having some problems, I'm sure, with communication, things like that. But I haven't heard Alabama have this problem, Brent. I haven't heard Clemson necessarily have these type of problems with communication. So with that being said, whether Mike Norvell is in the right or in the wrong right now, I honestly don't care. I'm sure he's probably more in the right than he is in the wrong. I'm sure the players maybe got a little emotional, maybe got upset, Um, you know, they put some stuff out there, and it is what it is. To be fair right now, and if you're a Florida State fan, I wouldn't care about that. What I care about right now is just a lack of communication going on when you're trying to build a culture, when you're trying to turn things around. This is not the way you do it.
1: Now, that's the latest on Florida State. Uh, we'll see if there's anything more new uh, coming out of there. But right now, Mike Norvell saying, hey, we're doing things the right way. Uh, get on board, do it the right way, and, and let's let's uh, carry on. Uh, football's around the corner, at least so far in the ACC. Now, I get to a college football spring plan in just a moment. Did you see this story out of Ohio, Pickerington, just outside of the uh, Columbus area? Jack Sawyer, a 6'5", 230-pound defensive end and uh, top recruit. Mm-hmm. He's been committed to Ohio State since February two thousand and nineteen. He says he ain't playing his senior season, and he'll be an early enrollee at Ohio State. man. Well, we see more of that good move, bad move does it matter kind of move if you're a high school athlete if you're a high school star if you're a high school recruit would you be considering how this high school season could impact your future at the collegiate level let me ask you this where did he go to high school uh, a place called Pink- pickerington and that's which Florida? by the way was crazy girls basketball there at pickerington high school when i was uh at least in the 90s i don't know if they're still very good okay
2: and what state that's
1: ohio ohio okay and do we know is ohio waiting till the
2: spring for fall sports or not
1: i think assume uh, i'm a I'm assuming they're playing in the fall because then it would be no – actually, it says with the status of high school football still up in the air. So that's a good call. Uh, This could be – this could, they could play in the fall or spring. Okay. He's not waiting. He's not going to wait to find well, out. Well, and then that, if it goes in the spring. This is where I was getting yeah, at. Yeah. Then, then it's kind of a moot point And we see that happen. Heck, we're starting to see that in baseball happen quite a bit. Nah, quite a bit. Sometimes where guys forego their senior season in baseball and just go right onto the college campus. Yeah. Uh, that's happening. It's happened at Florida, uh, with Fabian. It's happened in other programs. But if they do play in the fall or in the winter of some sort, Could we see more of this kind of idea around COVID-19 to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to mess with that and and potentially risk something that could go on in college with me.
2: Listen, I can see and I don't want to call it an excuse, but I can see the standpoint where a high school athlete would say, you know what? If we're going to have football in the spring, I'm going to opt out just because I want to get on campus early. Because you know why? That's an advantage. It's an advantage to enroll early, to get ingrained on the campus a little bit, get ingrained with the program and everything like that. And, you know, kind of learn what you're dealing with. So, so that is an advantage. So I can see that, but man, it's hard for me to believe that, you know, cause your senior season is so important, not only from a student standpoint, from, not only from like just going to school, but obviously from an athletic standpoint as well. And I think that if you were to forego your senior season, I mean, listen, I understand that you may be worried about taking the risk right now of COVID-19, but essentially aren't you doing the same thing for trying to go to campus right now on a major university, go there early and roll early and play football? I mean, to me, it's the same thing. So why wouldn't you enjoy your senior year? So once again, I can see athletes doing this more from the standpoint of if you move it to spring, for sure. But if
1: it's going to be in the fall, I don't know, man. I I can't see him doing it. But yeah, I I don't I guess at the high school level and I kind of think about this maybe even the collegiate level though there's so much money to be risked in college. Mm-hmm. So I get the opt-outs. Like heck, you you could COVID-19 or not. If I was Trevor Lawrence, I could easily some see somebody advising him. Uh, again, take away COVID-19 and have a normal football season say yeah. Hey dude, just sit out. Yeah. it out you know mm-hmm. but that's because there's so much dollars at stake sure and you are risking Anything, anytime you go play the game, and it, it's really—we've already said this about like a guy like Lawrence. It can only go downhill. There's, there's nothing to gain from playing, even, yeah. even this year, other than legacy in college football. Which legacy is obviously at Clemson, important to him. Which is great. Which is great. I'm not encouraging him to. I'm just saying you could at the collegiate level because of the dollars at the col- at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. The high school to college thing, I don't think that factors in. You know, like, I, I, I don't think. Based on the statistics and the science, it says most high school kids at that age, even if they were to contract COVID-19, probably doesn't mean they wouldn't be able to play their freshman year in college. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's a risk in that nature. It doesn't feel like one. Mm-hmm. Now, this latest heart condition uh, – you know, all that stuff that has come out. Yeah. Uh, but again, you could go to the grocery store and contract COVID-19. But, uh, so, yeah. But also, I mean,
2: keep in mind, if you're obviously in your high school, you're staying with your family. So if you have like, an older family member living with that you, could I mean, be there's, part a, the, the, there's a yeah. lot of factors behind it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Here. So
1: it just is interesting to watch. Let's see if others yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be a bit surprised at the high school level if we see a lot of kids do something like yeah. this. Uh, but the more they wait on decisions, whether they'll play in the fall, play in the spring, well, maybe you get some kids that make this kind of choice.
2: Yeah, I would be surprised if the statement comes out they're going to opt out for their own well-being. I mean, I can obviously see if you live with a family member, things like that, and maybe they're sick, that I can definitely get that side of the story. But if it comes out where it's like, you know what, I'm just trying to take care of me right now, I don't know. How, I, I I can't co-sign on that, but once again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion.
1: Yeah, everybody thinks a little bit differently and has their own reasons for it. Uh, do you see uh, where... Uh, Jeff Brom from Purdue, this is the story I wanted to get to yesterday, he wasn't able to do so. Uh, because of the postponement of the fall season in the Big Ten, he's already come out. I mean, it was like a day later, he came out with the spring solution. Hmm. And it's basically it's starting on February 27th, so late February, finishing mid-April. Uh, and postseason play would wrap up a month later. They also would truncate the 2021 season a smidge. Which means games wouldn't start until early October, which is something I've kind of recommended if you wanted to sneak two football seasons into one. Yeah. Uh, so we're thinking alike, uh, and that would be after a four-week training camp. Uh, both of his plans also include option of four or six teams in a in a playoff. So here you go. You got a coach in at Purdue in the Big Ten already trying to come up with a solution. Don't you get the sense? And I don't know. I mean, is that fine? Does it fit? Yeah, It seems like the calendar fits OK. Mm-hmm. You could still make it to the draft, all those kind of things. Uh I think uh Ryan Day at Ohio State has said, hey, let's go do this more like a winter season and play like January 1 and start the year. <laughs> but isn't it interesting?
2: I mean, can you imagine in the middle of winter, though, playing?
1: Uh, have fun with that. Okay, yeah, okay, go you ahead. You could get some nasty, nasty stuff. Telling? But that's fun. Good TV ratings, by the way, too. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, from
2: a football standpoint, playing in that, though, have fun with that
1: uh the, the other part of it is how many of these guys are working on this right now? How many college football coaches in the Big Ten, Pac-12 are saying, whoa, uh, I'll come up with a solution. If we're yeah. going to drag our feet a little bit on this stuff, I'll come up with a solution. Here's what it is. I I think in the next week or so, we could see 15 different plans yeah. for how we're going to accomplish this from a collegiate football head coaching standpoint or AD. See, this to me is where you need to get like
2: a, I don't know, just just like a group of coaches together and spitball off each other, you know, because it, it's great that the, the Purdue coach right now uh, came out and had an idea. But like, I need the coaches to get on the same page. Once again, Brent, it's all about communication. So if they have some kind of committee where it's made up of coaches, and I don't really know if you want to throw the presidents in there. Let's probably keep them out, and they can sit in their ivory towers. But let's go and throw the coaches in there a little bit, come up with a a strategic idea, and then just you know brainstorm, man. I'm all for that. And Ryan Day, it's not going to happen in January, so get off that right now. It gets to be like negative 20 at Camp Randall. (laughs) I mean, do you, do you want to lose every single one of your recruits to the SEC? Because that's how you do it
1: right there. <laughs> have, have games in the middle of January and see how that pans out for yeah, you. Yeah, it could be uh, fun to watch but not fun to play in. Oh, uh, you, you want to lose every to single recruit? To, the way it's going right now, you wouldn't have to sit in uh, because of uh, the lack of attendance and fans uh, likely going. Hey, we're going to shift gears right now uh, into some car talk. I want you thinking about this now. Former Jags player Austin Lane. Yep. You got to give us a list of cars that that NFL guys love to drive. Yep. But I'm talking athletes in general. Mm-hmm. Uh what kind of cars athletes like and and some athletes have 12 15 Shoot twenty cars sometimes to their yeah. name. Oh, uh, yeah. Marcel Darius, uh, he loved cars. He had his own Brink's truck. Brink's truck. Yep. <laughs> he had his you own Brink's talked truck. Talking about that before. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, when you make a hundred million in the course of your career, you can I do that. I guess, I guess You need some place to put all that hundred million. You know. Uh, absolutely. Well, joining us right now in the program here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety is uh, the president of Fields Auto Group, Dan Fields. Dan, how you doing, man?
3: I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're
1: doing great. Thanks. Uh, First of all, I want to share with uh, everybody that uh, once again, Fields Cadillac and Fields Auto Group here in Jacksonville supporting our action sports, Jack's Dream 18. Uh, They've been our title sponsor the last few years. We appreciate their support. Dan, we appreciate your support here in Jacksonville and beyond as we raise funds for St. Michael's soldiers and others in the Jacksonville area. Uh, I got to believe that's an important part of it uh, all across uh... the footprint of your company is given back to the local communities
3: absolutely it's. uh... we think the most important thing and um, got to give a lot of credit to jim signorelli jacksonville native who runs our cadillac operations he got us involved with st michael's him and his wife and uh... it's uh... it it's not just writing a check for us it's a you know we're pretty we're real passionate about getting involved with these organizations and uh... It's just a big part of our culture, just, not just the ownership, but all, all our team members are, uh, it's on our mind every day.
1: Absolutely. Working with Jim and Kathy uh, year after year, I can uh, you can feel that too. Those guys are the best. And uh, once again, we appreciate Fields Cadillac here in the Jacksonville area for their support of our Action Sports Jacks Dream 18. By the way, time to register. It's a one month from today at the Golf Club at Southampton. It'll be the Action Sports Jacks Dream 18. You can go register at Action Sports Jacks Dream 18.com. We're going to talk a little bit about athletes and cars because I'm sure you've seen it, Dan, as Dan Fields, <laughs> president of Fields. Auto Group joins us. Uh, Rolls-Royce Motor Cars Orlando just got a prestigious award. Uh, and at that shop down there in Orlando, Fields Motor Cars, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, and Lamborghini, Global Dealer of the Year Award uh, in 2019. Pretty big deal.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it was a, a pretty amazing. It's we're the first dealer, I think, in, it might be 10 years in North America to win the award. And it was getting to be like a... a, a It was like Groundhog Day going. You actually usually go somewhere and celebrate this. Obviously, this year everything was virtual, but almost, I would say, the past five years, we've gone all over the world, and the dealers from Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Beijing usually win this award because they have the growth in their market, so it was really fun to win the award in North America, but it was also fun just to win it for the United States.
1: Congratulations, uh, Fields Auto Group. Uh, Dan, again, the president of Fields Auto Group. All right, we're going to get into this fun little segment here, and we may carry it on even uh, once we let you go. But uh, fantastic cars and car guys are athletes or or gals, too. Austin used to play for the Jags. Current MMA fighter, by the way, Dan. So maybe he has an expertise here. Give us uh, some of the the exotic cars that uh, you've seen over – your well, years. Well
2: well listen, I mean it goes a couple ways, right? Because you have to remember when you first come to the NFL, you're not getting those ten million dollar contracts, okay? You're not getting those Patrick Mahomes type contracts. So you can be luxurious, but it comes with a caveat. If you have a family, you can be luxurious, but you have to be economical. So like to me I saw a lot of escalades. Like the escalade was kind of the, the thing to have. Now I had an Escalade myself. I had an Escalade EXT, though, Brent. I had the Escalade truck. Didn't have a family at the time. I was rolling single. Is that the one you put the rims on? When I put the rims on, huge mistake, huge mistake. I mean, one of one of the one of the biggest Not the money out rims. the rims. No, no, the escalator was awesome. I mean, let's be honest, man. I I wrote a paper in high school talking about how I wanted to get a, a a Cadillac EXT. And dad, my question to you before we get into this whole segment here is, what happened to the EXT? What happened to the Cadillac truck? Who do I need to contact to, 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 to you know to get those things back on the market so I can buy another one? I miss those things, man.
3: Yeah, I hear you. I wish I was. Uh building the cars but (laughs) uh, i will put in a word for you for sure um but yeah no i agree that's probably you know you say that's interesting that's probably if i i don't know this statistically but i bet that's the professional athletes the most popular truck for okay. sure, is the
1: Escalade. How about that? Uh, Dan Fields with us from Fields Auto Group. Uh, that's interesting that you wrote about it in high school, and then I you did. ended up getting it. It was my dream car, man. <laughs> and I got it when I was, like,
2: 22 years old. Uh, that's yeah. pretty
1: cool. Not too many people do that, well, get their dream car and, at 22 you know, years forget, old. <laughs> and
2: you got to keep in mind where I come from, Brent, all right? Small town, old Wisconsin. I pull up with an Escalade day one, you know, where <laughs> I, I signed my contract and everything. And I didn't know what air-conditioned seats were. You know, like I, I pushed the air-conditioned seat button, and, dude, word spread out around town, Austin Lane, got a car that has air conditioned seats
1: is that possible so like it was a big deal in my sound right keep in mind uh fields motor cars in orlando has rolls-royce bentley and lamborghini do you see athletes buy some of those dan
3: oh yeah absolutely it's a one of the things yeah is you know that the actual size of the cars that that similar to the escalade the rolls-royce accommodates really large people i'm six foot five myself so um not as big as a lot of the guys but but it's it's a car, especially the new SUV, the Cullinan, which has opened a lot of doors for us. Just having an SUV, uh, because a lot that's what the market wants. But but the size of the vehicles accommodates athletes really well, and uh, it's it's a it's a big part of our clientele. Of course, the Magic, the Jaguars, and uh, all over the country, really, it's a, um, a huge part. And that I would say, and you know, self-made entrepreneurs. What's really interesting about Rolls Royce. Is that it's got our youngest demographic of any brand, and I think nationally the average age of a new Rolls Royce buyer is only 45.
1: Wow. 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 How about that? That's insane. That is a little bit different than what I would think in my mind. I, of I think course. if I go back to like my high school days and people are talking about Rolls Royces, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is
2: different. All right, so Dan, so check this out, man. Obviously, like the Rolls Royce, that's like the classy car, right? It's like, you know what? I'm doing very well for myself. I maybe signed my new NFL contract and I'm classy. Then we had the Lamborghini. The Lamborghini is like, listen, that's the tension getter. That's look at me. I had some teammates that had Lamborghinis. Never got to sit in one, unfortunately. But let's be honest, man, the Lamborghini very low center to the ground right now. If you're to get in one, I'd probably pull my back out because I'm six foot six and they're hard to get into. Do you custom make like those Lamborghinis for professional athletes, or is there like enough leg room for a, you know like a standard defensive tackle, defensive end that can actually get in and be comfortable?
3: You know, on the Lamborghinis, it's it's uh, you and even I'm just about your size and, yeah. and same issue. That's really tough. For, I can barely fit in the sports cars, but the new the SUV they they also have a SUV, the Urus, which has been unbelievably popular with the athletes, much more so than the cars for that exact reason. But that being said, I can't mention names because of privacy. But there is a uh, a very particularly large man who played professional sports in the orlando area years ago who i know uh, has a rolls royce cullinan where they had they moved the seat back uh quite a bit to accommodate his <laughs> his frame so so you can do that on the cars um and we've done it before on uh, it's obviously on the little sports cars it's tough but the that URS SUV is the one we've seen a lot of, you know, larger people, the athletes looking at.
1: Ah, that's a lot of fun. I love it. Uh, good looking. Austin just pulled it up, too. If you drive a Lamborghini, does it have to be yellow, orange, lime green? <laughs> I mean, does it have to be? Listen. the yeah, way, well,
3: you kind of nailed it. That's an attention-getter car. The. Uh, um, uh, it does not have to be, but there's <laughs> an unusual palette of colors on the
1: car. Uh, Dan Fields with us, Dan is the president of Fields Automotive. Last one for you, on more of a serious note. Obviously, you guys sure. have been trying to push through the pandemic as well. Uh, can you give us a sense of where the car industry is at, uh, where your business is at? I, I hear there's a lot of used cars, I think, that have been sold in the last few months because remember the factories had shut down for a while. So, what's the impact of COVID-19 coronavirus here in 2020 on the industry? Yeah.
3: We, you know it's been very regional and you know we we have uh, dealerships in the up north which it, it they got real hit real hard initially and then uh it 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 was tough everywhere especially from a service standpoint but we made it through um really pretty well and and it, really what it did it it just and it was much easier on the high end because we were already doing a lot of this stuff but we're just doing uh much more pick and delivery but we've always done that with you know rolls bentley and lamborghini and bmw mercedes the high-end products all the way even to jacksonville so we had already been doing that we can do a car deal right online using DocuSign, and uh so we've adapted and now i would say we're in a it's recovered pretty well but um you know our biggest goal during the whole thing you know on a most really serious note was we just really wanted to protect our employees and and make sure we got them the back as soon as we could when business got real bad and and in jacksonville in particular we've done that so that what we're really proud of is just the fact that we've we've kept our people and kept them at work and uh and damage from that standpoint was was um really minimal which was really important to us
1: well wow, that's really good to hear i hope you and your family are well dan fields uh the president of fields auto group thanks for taking some time and that was fun talking about athletes and cars we appreciate it
3: yeah, anytime and uh, you guys ever need help but you know where to find me absolutely uh, thank
1: you very much that's Dan Fields, uh, President of Fields Auto Group well, once again appreciate uh, Fields and, and their uh, support of our Action Sports Shack Stream 18 and local charities you can go register dot 18com a month from today at the golf club at Southampton will be out there uh, minimal field uh, I should say minimized field uh, not by a lot because we usually keep it down anyway We don't. I like to only have maybe one hundred. To 110 golfers. Full field can get up to 144 golfers, but we try to be swift with the day. And so we've always limited the field anyway, but it could be limited even by another 15 or 20 players, uh, given the pandemic. Uh, we'll know a little bit more as we get closer. Bottom line is go register. There are spots open right now. We'd love to have you on board. It's very reasonable to be a part of it. Uh, we're just trying to help out the charities and, and kind of have another year of the Action Sports Jack Stream 18. So we're looking forward, uh, to doing that. Action Sports Jack Stream 18. Uh, the place to go. And along with Fields, by the way, I do want to give a shout-out to Law Offices of Ron Scholes. They're back again as a presenting sponsor. And uh, the Best Bet uh, as well is back uh, with us, too. So we appreciate the loyalty and support of our sponsors for the Dream 18. All right. When we get back, we go back to the NFL. We got a little bit of NBA to get to. Who's had a great idea today. Yeah. Did you see the story where a guy lived in the stadium for Genius. two weeks? Straight and genius. they didn't even know. Yep, I love it. So he has a great idea. Yeah. Which stadium or park or whatever mm-hmm. would you live in mm-hmm. for two weeks? It's like Kuz has done it before. Yeah.
0: Well, you can't pick the Jags because eating all that teal food's gonna <laughs> create some problems. I could have
1: got some major problems. Where would you go? Uh, we'll have that coming up uh, as well. Thanks for hanging with us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. No. How
3: many push-ups did you do in three minutes? Did
2: you try the challenge? Austin Lay. I don't need lactic acid build up when I'm gonna fight Camp Brent. You kidding me? Take my word for
3: it. I've been more than you. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. Uh, it's been fun. He brings the energy and, and he's always looking to you know help out and, you know just make sure everything's going the right way and make sure I'm doing the right thing because um, he see he see the future I have. We trying to we you know we trying to get it rocking.
1: Lavisca Chanel talking today. I'm telling you, he's going to be a star. Production and style. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Lavisca Chanel. <laughs> Production and style can make you a star. Scott
2: Moore, you or LaVisca. <laughs> are Lavisca. The way you bring about those push ups all the time, it makes me
1: wonder. My I just did uh, the uh, there we squat go. rack yep. the, the other day. No, hang on. Let me go ahead and sit back for this back one. squat. Yep, it wasn't much. Pick up over exaggerations. What do you got now? The ones you got to sit down on the bench. Sure. Oof. Do you wear My a quads are still hurting. Do you wear a belt with that? No. Okay. Well, know, I am not exerting that kind of energy. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure I did guy. like 185 pounds.
0: <laughs> I think he could squat like four of them. <laughs> and he's
2: probably lying, so about 135 pounds. I'm not And that's lying. okay. And that's 185 pounds. That's what
1: it was. It is, what it is 185. Uh, does Ty squat more than you? No, nah, he doesn't. He, Ty, he doesn't. I And I tell him this, too. I do not want him doing a lot. No. Of st- like, trying to do more. Brent, he's not even in high school yet. For real. That's like the biggest advice well, I could give to someone. He's not even in high school, but he's also on the, he's like, his body is biologically like two years behind where it should be. Well, exactly. So, like, like I really don't – like, that makes me nervous a little bit because, you know, the m- macho-ness of a kid going to high school. Yeah, when you yeah, get yeah. in the weight room with your other team oh, yeah. mates, you're like, oh, I'm going to try to at least do be- Oh, yeah, – we've I all mean, been there. Oh, are you kidding me, man? If you get in
2: that weight room, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, you put 135 on, you know, you put the big plates on, you do it for a couple reps. I mean, the next day, your, your high school stock, print it goes straight up. Girls are talking. Girls are talking to you now yeah. and everything. Like, it actually does a big though. deal. That's uh, it, the thing. Are you me? Not in hey central Wisconsin. I better believe it did. <laughs> it
0: actually did.
2: Man, I was getting <laughs> prom dates. All- hey, I was getting prom dates off my Power clean <laughs> numbers. Uh, the,
0: the, the baller alerts would
1: go off if you put more weight on. Uh, the that's rag. what I'm saying. You know man. what's funny? Like Kaylee is strong. Mm-hmm. So, she is strong. She doesn't utilize it all. Uh, like, she has so much left in the tank. <laughs> Shots fired on prince dog. I mean, I say it all yeah. the time. I mean, yep. it just does. She does it. Okay. Like, we're trying to get her to. Like, she is really strong. And uh I always say, I equate her to like this. You know, like the video games where you, you know, like the green line shows how much energy you're using. Sure, sure. And then you get to 100 to max out. Yep. Well, she's at like 65. Ooh. So, okay. she's got a lot, way, long way to go. Sure. But in the last couple of weeks, she's done doing that squatting, yeah. back squatting stuff, and, uh, as she's gone up like over 100 to 110, 100, whatever, which probably still, like, she could do way more. Like, she makes is, it almost look easy. Okay. But she's starting to add weight. Yeah. Because I think she's, like, either having a competition with Ty, and I don't know about it, or, <laughs> or she just wants to say, hey, I can do more than you. Sure. Which she clearly can. I yeah, mean, she yeah. can do more than Ty. She weighs, like, outweighs him by like 35 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And she's way stronger than he is. Okay. Right now. Yeah. She is. I Yeah. What, and listen, hey, you got to deal with that. It's well, just yeah, reality. Yeah, well, yeah, well, You're looking at me like,
2: don't well, no, say that about Ty. It's yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty, fine much with And it. listen, and he's regardless okay. of what I think about Ty, obviously he had his Murray State opinions in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. So I forgot about that, Ty. What's up? But um,
1: yeah, maybe have him lift. You know, at different times than Brent. I don't know. I mean, just <laughs> hey, saying. Here's what he he would say if you w- said that to him right now. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, who hits the ball further. There it is. That's what he. Was that's saying. what matters, right? Because there's weight room strong
2: and there's baseball strong. And, Can't believe I just said there's baseball strong, but yeah. here we are now. Well, there There is. Yeah. I mean, that's what he would come
1: back at. Yeah. You, uh, uh, which I appreciate about
0: that. you. You said the video game thing. Is it bad that like because of uh, Tiger Woods really name any of the year of golf games? I think
1: about the line the putt. and how to. That's, putt that's exactly to <laughs> what I was thinking of. Like I just didn't know they still did it. Yeah. Like yeah. if they still do it that way. Yeah. That's
0: literally how I try to like envision it when I'm putting. <laughs>
2: Well, one question for you regarding you know weightlifting and things like that. You went, you played college baseball, Brent. All right, yep. Ashton University. Shout yep. out friendliest city people in, in on the world. Friendliest people. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Probably should have won city, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> with that being said, though, what was like in, in, in the sport of baseball? Like, how much is actually geared towards like you know improving your strength? How much is to try to add muscle, and
1: how much of it just kind of you know keeping your flexibility and things like it's, that? Uh, it's probably changed. Okay. Okay. Uh, probably a lot has changed. Sure. Like you can't bun anymore; that's illegal. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot has changed. But to me, the thing I, I always remember from lifting mm-hmm. is they would say lengthen and strengthen. Mm. And so they were not concerned with getting bulky. They yeah. were more reps, less weight. Sure. Rather than, and now it might be different. Like it. You, I mean, you're looking at guys that are pretty ripped that can still do it as long as you get the flexibility. Yeah. But like, always oh, even Tebow who was trying to get uh, happy birthday, Tim Tebow, but who was trying to get uh make it a pro baseball career. Yeah. Uh, who knows where that's at now? But you looked at me like he's too bulky to do it. Like that's not a baseball body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but as long right. as you have the flexibility, you can still do accomplish it, mm-hmm. but you don't see guys ripped, like, you don't see guys built like Tebow even in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Now, like, Judge is a huge guy. Mm-hmm. Stanton's strong. Those guys are strong. I mean, Mike Trout, Mike Trout actually is kind of built that way. True. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's, like, just ripped, but he's kind of um, stockier. Bar- barrel
2: right? chest. well, I don't say Barrel chest, but yeah, he's He's built
1: like a safety. Let's just say, yeah, yeah. He's built like a football player. That's exactly. probably the good way to say it. Yeah. So I think you see it more and more. I okay. think flexibility would be the key, though. Sure. Uh, in baseball, to be able to, but I, it was always lengthened and strengthened. I don't know if that's still the case. I would assume for pitchers, it's still the case. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it's still the case.
2: I mean, I'm just going off of what I saw at Murray State. Murray State's got a pretty respectable baseball program they have for a while, but you know, we didn't really intermix a lot in terms of lifting weights. But whenever I saw the baseball team in there, and, you know, some great guys, or whatever. But literally, just bands, just band every. Oh. Everything. Well Just now, you know, everything,
1: well man. Ban- even more so now. Yeah. See, so you went to school. Uh, oh wait, that's like a decade after. Sure. So band work oh, Bands, started to become a thing. Band, well, yeah. band work is on steroids. I shouldn't use that analogy in baseball. <laughs> ba- band work <laughs> is ten times as much as it used to be when you were in school. No pun intended. Band yeah. work is like the thing. Okay. Like guys warm warm up now with band work. Yeah, yeah. Like before a game, mm-hmm. it's a big thing now in baseball. Well,
2: it was fascinating. Keep in mind, last year in the NFL, 2014, and when I, when I talk about Milo, you know the, the the Jaguars strength trainer, I mean, I think he's one of the best um, in the NFL. Man, I think his reputation precedes him. Yes, around you know his peers and everything like that, they're they're going to co-sign what I'm saying. But it was interesting to see after practice. And keep in mind, I, I get it; you're still ramping up and everything. It's not a full training camp quite yet. But the things that he had him doing after practice, man, like you want to talk about, you know, you just sweated in 95 degree weather, whatever it was, you exert a lot of energy, Oh, it's not done yet, man. Mile's was going to take you through a giant circuit now. Have fun with those hamstring curls, you know? Hey, have fun with those sprints and everything. It was fascinating to see.
1: Yeah, I want to get more of your thoughts and observations from camp in a minute. i got to yeah. get to this on UCF because I just teased it. Uh, so thanks for hanging through the weight room talk on us. Uh, but uh, Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690. Here we are on a Friday, and Danny White just updated everybody at UCF and what they're thinking right now. Uh I'll skip to probably the the bigger well i'll read the headline as we prepare to begin the fall semester at ucf that's happening on august 24th so it's coming up exact plans for athletics in 2021 remain uncertain with many circumstances still extremely fluid i skip down to the part where he says we are currently rebuilding our fall football schedule do not expect to play a home game at the bounce house because they've officially named it the bounce house now like until that. october 3rd if fall sports seasons happen If Mm -hmm. we will communicate details to you, including ticket availability as quickly as possible. Our hope is to give every season ticket holder an opportunity to see your nights in the bounce house. So this is obviously a letter to the fans. Uh, There remains a possibility that at some point we pivot to play football and other fall sports in the spring. That would bring about another set of circumstances, but it Mm -hmm. potentially could allow for a greater stadium capacity than would be permitted in the fall. Uh, Decisions are being made daily, if not hourly, that impact these conversations uh bu- 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 bu. so hmm. that is the latest from Danny white, who i think is i think this guy's great uh and yeah. and uh that doesn't i mean it doesn't have to be great in this moment well, he kind of does have to be great in this moment, but i'm not i think danny white is is a really smart guy i think he's got u c f in a great place i think it was genius what he did for the last couple of years and getting their name out there and and everything else uh but that's the latest from danny white and u c f and another interesting, uh, they have not dismissed spring football. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder if, listen, COVID-19 is impacting. Mm-hmm. What we have not talked about as much in recent days with all this college football stuff is how much in the back of people's minds, maybe even a UCF at their level, or even at the Power 5 level, is the lack of fans being allowed in, being part of the equation to potentially sliding and moving into a spring season. Keep in mind, if you can get 20 percent in, which Ohio State said they could, Mm -hmm. that's that's nice. That's uh, 20 something thousand people. But they could get over 100000 people into the horseshoe. That is big money. And in college sports in college football, the attendance is a bigger piece of the pie than it is in the NFL. So, of all the different situations we've had and we've talked about it, the views, the politics, the dollars, the medicine, the si- the science, the all of this stuff, the the legalities, all these different reasons don't and I guess it does come back to money. But the fans could be a part of this equation on some level and maybe even a part of the decision making because it does equal dollars.
2: They absolutely will. And keep in mind where UCF's coming from right now. They don't have the luxury of being in the Big Ten or the SEC where they have their own networks, right? Where if we're making a big chunk of that, they're in the American Conference, right? It's called? Yep. Yeah. So with the American Conference, I mean, I'm not sure there's an American Conference TV deal out there. But needless to say, it's not as lucrative as an SEC or Big Ten. So – if it's not going to be as lucrative, if you're on the outside looking in, you need other ways to make that money. And that's where playing in the bounce house and having those fans come in would help you out a lot. Obviously, in Orlando, big city, big school, um, a pretty successful football program, uh, you know, the past five years or so. There's a lot of hype around the UCF Knights and people want to experience that. People want to be a part of that. So I get what you're saying, where if you can hold it off to the spring and hopefully things look different, then you get more fans there. That's where your money comes from.
1: Yeah, listen, we talked about this weeks ago, okay? We've had a lot of these kind of conversations, but I think it's worth bringing up for a moment here as we talk UCF, uh, as Danny White just uh, sent that letter to season ticket holders and football fans of the Knights. If we go back to the conversation, we said, okay, Power Five might play because of the dollars involved. They might try to squeeze this in. But Group of Five, which we've seen a lot drop off, could easily say, hey, we're going to go play in the spring. Remember, we had the conversation of what, What would it be like if Group of Five not only plays in the spring in 2021, but moves permanently there and replaces like the XFL, the AAF, the spring leagues that are trying to be done? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that could still be in play. And I think about UCF is a great example of this because, I mean, they would become really the face of that Group of Five league. They would be one of the schools that would be considered the face of the Group of Five league, I would think, uh, right here uh, in Central Florida. Um, with what they've been able to accomplish, and I I don't know if you were, if you were a Knights fan, and I give you these options, mm-hmm. you can knock on the door of that Power 5 and play the Florida States and then Georgia Techs and whoever else and, and try to continue to ruffle their feathers and Claim national champions if you go undefeated, but you're probably not going to get invited to the dance. Mm -hmm. Or you could break away from that nonsense because they don't want you at the dance party anyway. And you could be the group of five juggernaut Mm -hmm. that plays in the spring and you get all this notoriety. And you're the you're the one of the again, the stars of it. Yeah. Which one would you take as a fan, I'm saying? I don't. There's too much that goes into it as an administrator, but as a fan, would you be okay with that, or do you feel like you're playing uh, with something secondary?
2: It's a good question because there's pros and cons to both, right? Do you want to be the big fish in the small pond? Now, keep in mind, it's more than that. It's recruiting on the line here. Um, it could be TV rights on the line. So do you want to be the big fish in the small pond, or do you want to be... The big fish in a in an ocean probably filled with sharks. Man, if you're asking from a fan's perspective, Brent, what would I would do? From a fan's perspective, go ahead and give me the tougher schedule. Go ahead and give me UCF taking on these Power 5 schools.
1: But you'll never have a chance, man. You'll never have a chance to win it. How do you know? Because if they didn't have much of a chance, we all knew they didn't have a chance, even though they tried like heck to get a chance two years ago, and I was a big advocate for them getting a chance. They're not going to. The big boys, the good old boy network, the Power 5, they ain't letting them in. Listen, I would much rather go to the dance. And create
2: chaos and be remembered yeah, than not get invited said. to dance and sit home and watch TV yeah, depressed. There's something to be said about so, that. So, like, to me, like, once again, if I'm a fan, I'm like, come on, man. Because, l- l- listen, what does college football thrive off of, Brent? What, what, what does everybody embrace
1: with college Drama football? Drama and controversy. Chaos, yeah. man. Yeah.
2: Chaos. And I, I, you know what? I live for it, too. It's that B12 shot that gets me up in the morning. I love college football chaos. And to me, UCF playing those power five teams and power five teams are probably a little scared to play, you know, the small little team of UCF. I like that.
1: I like that for my college football chaos. Yeah, I don't mind it either. And I love, that's why I think I love the UCF story. Uh, so much because I love the chaos, yeah, and I I love that part of it. So um, we'll see what happens with UCF. That those are two different topics, by the way. Uh, Danny White uh, issues a letter to the fans and and to supporters and says, hey, we really don't know what's going on still. How crazy is it? It's August fourteenth, mm-hmm. and if I mean just sometimes it hits home with me that administrators, people that look at things down. I mean, college football schedules twelve years in advance. And right now, UCF doesn't know their schedule for a month down the road. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I mean, you just have to remind yourself once in a while of the time we're living in. Mm -hmm. I mean, a a time, like I said at the beginning of this thing, March and April, that we will read about in history books, our grandkids, grandkids, and grandkids. This will be a story told forever, Mm -hmm. what's happening the do's, the don'ts, the good, the bad, uh, the, the wins, the losses, yeah. all of it. And, uh, I think it just hits home once in a while. And even that uh, note from Danny White did. But that's a separate story than that whole group of five talk. And I still like that idea though. I like the spring league idea of the group of five. Uh, I think that could really satisfy an appetite for football. Now, this new rock thing and XFL, could that do it, too? We'll see. Um, I'm not sure this is the year to decide all of that, but we might get the chance to experiment. Might be the great thing that comes out of this. If we do have some spring football on the collegiate level, whether it's Big Ten, Pac-12, or a group of five, or or whatever it is, we will actually have a sample size. They were forced to do it, of what spring football could look like at the collegiate level for some, if not – well, I would never say all. It's not going to be all, but for some. Well, and listen,
2: and you know how I feel about spring football and everything, but if it's for the betterment of college football, then you know what? Nothing wrong with a little trial and error. And what a better time to do a little trial and error than what we're, we're experiencing right now with COVID-19.
1: All right. Kuz brought up this point. Before we go to break, and if we have to carry it over, we will through the end of the show. Oh, we got one minute? All right. I want you to think about this. We'll bring it back, uh, we'll, and we'll we'll get it, the conversation going. But what was the story? Someone, was he arrested, or they found him?
0: Yeah, he was arrested for living in a luxury suite. I think it was his. I, that could be wrong. I should read the story. But um <laughs>
1: But well, he hey, was, it was his for two weeks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he lived in the luxury suite for two weeks in in the stadium, in a soccer stadium. Yeah, so
1: nobody knew for yeah. two weeks that he was living there. So let's go ahead and establish some ground
2: rules real quick for, for this. You know, let's call it a game, a uh, little Friday game here. How long are we expected to be quarantined in the stadium? Because this makes a big difference to me.
0: Should we go with two weeks like he did before he got caught? Yeah,
2: let's go two
0: weeks. Oh, okay. All right. Two weeks. I want more? more.
1: I want more. What, what do you want to make it? A month. A month. A month. Okay. <laughs> he, you're like he's like all oh, this drama here. What are you gonna make it? I feel like he's gonna go like a year. Oh or just two years. Wait. Oh no wait. A month. See what's the, the difference between two weeks and a month? You aren't taking this seriously
2: at all. And I can't wait to tell you why when we come back after the show here. <laughs> Take these games
1: seriously. Alright, we'll have that. We'll get back to Jags observations, a little NBA playoff talk as well. And the A Sun cancel sports. UNF Athletic Director Lee Moon will join us on the show in the 5 o'clock hour as well. It's all next on ESPN 690.